Welcome to Star's Train of Thoughts. This podcast is dedicated to putting out content about empowerment, self-discovery, and personal development. This platform, I'll also be sharing my stories and experiences with my faith, anxiety, personal struggles, and everything in between. So buckle up, get ready, because the next episode's coming up. Hey guys, as I was thinking about what the next topic should be for my podcast, I thought of my blog. There were a lot of posts that I made that I think most people could not reach or could not even have the time to really read my blog posts. So I decided to just share a blog post on my podcast. So for this podcast episode, I decided to talk about the make it or break it blog post that I did. Have you been in a situation where you had to to make it or break it? Where you have been confused as to how you're going to be responding to a situation or how are you going to respond to a tragedy or, or a struggle or a difficulty or an obstacle? Before I had run through this topic, I was reminded way back during my review days in optometry last 2014, a friend of mine shared a motivational video to me. It was this Hawaii mayor that delivered his speech to the graduating class of, I think that was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. That full video was actually so inspiring. Out of the few minutes, out of a 10-minute video, there was this two-liner that really resonated with me ever since. And that was the statement, what you get, you give. What you learn, you teach. So it became a tagline for my life ever since I passed the board exam. You know, from me teaching to constantly learning and just even passing my way through life. It became actually this um, goal that I had put in my mind. Like it was kind of a tagline for my life, you know, where this two-liner thought really resonated with me. And I'm actually this kind of person that I always wanted to be a person whom people would run to for help. I don't know where this is coming from, but I think this is part of me that I always wanted to please people. That's why I'm open to really giving out my help. I think that's why I became to be like that. I actually titled myself as a person who would always be there to lend a helping hand just to give out what I can and to be someone who people can depend on. So that is why through the years, I've been immersing myself with self-help books, personal development books, management books, and to really just build myself up to becoming the woman I aspire to be. Imagine that the statement, what you get, you give. It's talking about generosity. You're not going to be selfish, but you're going to be selfless. Because when you know that you have enough, when you know that you are being blessed by God, you are much more generous to the people around you. You're not going to be greedy because you know that God will flow His blessings upon you. He will flow His favor upon you. He will flow all the financial provisions and all the, you know, all the blessings that He could give. So in that way, we can also be able to give out to other people. And what you learn, you teach. It doesn't have to stop within us. If what we learn, what we constantly learn, what we try to relearn, it's best that we try to teach that to other people. Every one of us are capable of learning, you know. We are not as knowledgeable as we think we are and we should be open about continually learning about things. And this really struck me because this helped me to continue on with my teaching career. 
you know, having to pass on to the students what I have learned as being a student before or during my internship, during my experience as a doctor in my own clinic. So I really gained a lot of learnings from it. And I'm glad through it, I can pass it on to the students that I'm responsible with. And this is why also that I wanted to grow as a person, to improve every aspect of my life. And not just, you know, keep on improving, but the existing skills that you have, you try to also enhance that. I just wanted to keep sowing all the seeds that have been thrown at me or that have been planted because this will be a good opportunity for us to make ourselves, you know, visible in terms of handing out any help that we could give because we have been receiving the seeds, you know, the wisdom seeds from God, the wisdom seeds from people that God led to us. So we are also going to share or maybe plant those seeds to other people, you know, because in this life, in this world, we are responsible also to imparting some of our knowledge, some of our wisdom, some of our experiences to other people. For example, you have this one friend and you're constantly um, planting seeds into her heart about how good God is, you know, how great our God is and how he could bless other people. He could bless your friend. And you're just trying to inspire and encourage that person and Another person would also do that to her or to him. And then eventually those seeds were planted in her or him. And then God will do the, you know, the sowing. He will make, God will make that person grow into the person that he or she is meant to be. So it's really very empowering that we can or we have this influence on another person's life. And this is possible because God is leading you to it. You know, God is instructing you to do it. With it, whatever I get from life, I want to make sure to give it out to the people who need it. But sometimes even if, you know, there are times that we feel like people or the friends that we know doesn't need it, but we should not stop from there. We should try to continue on to sharing how good God is in our life because eventually that will turn into something fruitful, you know. We should not let our insecurities or our worries stop us from instilling hope to the people God is leading us to. And also as an educator, it helps me to keep on learning and use every knowledge I gain to teach it to my students. You know, as an educator, you do not actually stop on studying. You do not stop on learning because you need to constantly refresh your knowledge Especially now that the modern and digital age, everything is improving. Everything is in a fast pace. So what you learned in school back then, you know, with the old books, there are actually new researches and new studies that have been made that we need to be aware of. This two-liner, what you get, you give, what you learn, you teach. This kind of became my life mantra for several years. Though it came to a point where I asked myself, what really is my purpose in this world? You know, what is the reason behind this life? What is my life purpose? I never have gotten to a point where I could exactly tell you what my main reason for living is. But all along, I was moving day by day just to get by and not really have this goal set out for me. Not having a deep reason for living. I got to a point where I was just waking up in the morning because I was expected to work. And I needed to work because I needed the money. And that kind of thinking, actually, it's a bad mindset that you're trying to work for money 
this is gonna be uh, a separate podcast na lang siguro or a separate blog post. So imagine yourself trying to live in this world without really knowing your purpose. You know when you get to know when you're finally determined, when you finally identified your life purpose? When you work or when you move through this world, when you're trying to live, it is not a drag, not passionless. Because when you know your purpose, you get driven, you know, you get so excited about life. For me before, I didn't even know to whom I was waking up for and to whom I was really living this life because life became exhausting in a way that I was not even living for myself anymore. Like I had no idea of where my destination is. It's like if I die, what is there to be expected or what would happen? You know, I don't know what happens. Like I'm just living worldly, you know, thinking that this world is just the world for me. I was also asking myself, what differentiates me from the people around me, from the people that I'm with, you know, with your circle? You get to ask yourself that. And I had not even explored my values as a person and what makes me unique from my peers. I guess it was such a huge factor when you're trying to figure out who you are as a person and what your purpose is. It wasn't until the past few months where I decided to identify my traits, my values, and the skills that I'm good at. You know, because if you really do not even assess or evaluate yourself as a person, as an individual, how will you be able to identify what triggers you or what is your passion or what excites you? I knew at that time that it would definitely help me to move in this world when you actually have an idea of who you are, what strengthens you, what weakens you, and what are your priorities. I remember hanging out with my friends and I have these two close friends, Neil and Camila. When we go out, we, we always joke about, let's do a SWOT analysis, you know. Let's do this analysis of our lives. And Camila actually is a funny is a funny person because she is annoyed when I do this because I really keep on pressuring her like to do this SWOT analysis because I did this with my staff in the clinic. I did this two years ago with my staff. Like we sat down on a Sunday. I let them write their strengths, write their weaknesses, identify the opportunities and the threats that we experience inside the clinic. I think I needed to really learn who they are as a person and how they even perceive themselves. Um, SWOT analysis. I just took this from this during our master's. The certain subject had us to do a SWOT analysis about a business, about a case study. And I just thought of why, why not try this one personally, like within myself and even my staff. Because since we are not a big company, we do not have this human resources department. So I realized that I needed to stand up for my employees and try to train them and try to make them realize their potential. At the same time, what are the things that we need to start improving? And this actually is connected to uh, how deep and a reflective person I am. You know, I always keep on observing things and the people around me. And I take delight in reflecting and taking myself deep into things. But sometimes it's too much, you know, because I'm, I feel like I'm getting into this dramatic level. But I do am positive with trying to reflect every now and then you know, trying to do a heart check because it really helps to lead you to analyze your significance, you know, your presence in this world. 
my aspiring trait is what helps me motivated and keeps me up to the speed of life. It somehow complements my learner, my input, and my achiever strength when I took this Gallup strength-based test. So it helps me to keep track of where I am currently in life and what things I should keep on improving and updating because it's not enough that we keep on being a stagnant individual in this world and just staying in our circle, just staying in our home, being isolated and not even doing something about it or not even socializing and building a community. You know, I really, I'm so grateful that I belong to a church community where they really encourage you and they really try to build you up your faith, your life as a whole, your your strengths. They actually, this kind of community is really important and you needed one to be able to increase in this life. You know, you're not expected to be just on this level that you are in. You know, you have to strive. We need to constantly push ourselves, you know, because that's when we grow. The basis of wisdom and knowledge and experience in this life is not based on the person's age. I do believe that people, irregardless of age, can be, you know, full of wisdom, full of having this great faith. And it doesn't have to stop because you think that you're old or you think you're not even capable enough. You have to continue evolving yourself because you need to be a good type of leader in this community. You have a purpose and you have this platform or God surrounded you, this group of people because you are the only one who's connected with these people, you know? Other people can connect to your friends. My church community can't get to them, but I can. We should not also stop connecting from building a relationship with other people, from our colleagues, from our workmates, from the people that we meet. We should not have disposable friendships. We should not have disposable relationships. And it is connected with how we are going to make it in this world. Because with how we know ourselves, we what things we value or what strengths we have, it actually assists us in how to deal with our current issues. Because we don't want to stay stuck. I want to enforce myself to keep moving forward. My calmness and gentleness are one of my favorite qualities of mine because it helps me to stay at peace even if life at the moment could be shattering. And it's not just that. Because when you have this deep faith in Jesus, you know that you are not anymore afraid of what's going to happen in the future. Because everything that is happening or everything that's going to happen is based on God's plan for your life. So you get to be super calm and just be faithful by God. And you're just this faithful person um, trusting God on what's going to happen with your life. You're not anymore going to panic with what's happening with the world, with how you're going to be able to eat tomorrow, how you're going to be able to pay your bills, your debt. And that's one thing that we Christians are very much thankful for because we believe that Jesus already had prepared this eternal life for us. And we get to be excited. We're not anymore afraid of what's gonna happen in this world. You know, when are we gonna die? Because we believe and we declare that we are being prepared and God has already prepared our future. You know, what's gonna happen in the future? And my empathetic trait also keeps me up to date with the people close to me and with the current season and journey in life that I am in. I would just like to relate this trait of mine to the way Jesus lived his life here on earth. He was not living his life carelessly and in a rush. 
but he was gentle. He was empathetic to the people around him. He was responding in love to the people, throwing hate at him. He was responding positively to the people, persecuting him. So I am not saying that I am exactly how Jesus was, but it's my way of trying to become more Christ-like with the way I'm living my life. For it says in one of my favorite Bible scriptures, coming from Galatians 2 verse 20, It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So the values I came up with is where I got my new four life words. I know I've already talked about my life words in another podcast, previous podcast episode, but you know I just wanted to dissect everything and explain everything how I got to these four life words. I encountered an article explaining the importance of the presence of life words. So I do encourage you to also have your life words as well. It doesn't have to be perfect when you start or when you begin, but you can actually change it along the way. Because of the presence of these life words, this will have something to do with your goals and your direction in life. It connects with what you value and what resonates deep within you. So my top five values were actually faith, wisdom, personal development or growth, integrity, and leadership. So these values, my top five values, can be connected to the reason why I'm doing my podcast. If you could visit my dashboard or my profile, you can check out there the description of my podcast. And you can see there faith, personal development, growth, leadership. It's what I really value and it's what I want to produce as a content creator, as a podcaster. So by reflecting on those identified values and qualities, it's then I came up with my four life words, W-R-A-P. So that's also what I would, you know, encourage you to do. You first identify what are your values before you, before you come up with your life words. Okay, so let's go to RAP, W-R-A-P. This became my, my acronym because I wanted to produce my life words and make it into a word or like um, different letters that would end up in a word. It's the word that could be applicable to W-R or A-R. PW. So there's no other word aside from rap. I want these four life words to serve as a reminder for me as to how I should live out my life. This existing life word can actually be a source of vision for us. Okay, so let's go to the first life word, W, which means wisdom. I always admire people full of wisdom from the people in the Bible to the actual people in my life. I am so grateful to God for having blessed me with mentors and leaders that are full of wisdom, and even to people outside my circle, but are still accessible through social media, from their sites, to their books, and even to, you know, videos. So I find not only their stories to be of help, but the actual presence of God in their lives and how God has blessed them with His wisdom is so inspiring. If you remember the story in the Bible about King Solomon, you know, he is the wisest king. And when you actually ask God for wisdom, he will really bless you with it. It's also one of my, my dream of attaining a certain degree of wisdom. And one way of also gaining wisdom is your continuous devotion and Bible reading. There's actually this difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. 
So you have to make sure that your wisdom is based on the Word of God. And that is why it's important that we continue to soak ourselves with God's wisdom, with God's Word. And it's not just full circumstances and the experiences of King Solomon that made him wise, but through prayer and asking God for wisdom. So no matter where we end up in life or what challenges we are about to conquer, it always goes back to God and with His gift of wisdom that He would bless us. And of course, it is up to us on how we are to put into good use the gifts He has given. I could also relate with this one because before I was really into, you know, book hoarding and I got to appreciate, you know, reading books, gaining knowledge, receiving wisdom from it, and it just stayed with me. So I decided to really share what I learn or through my experiences, through my learnings with the books, with the people I'm with, through my mentors, my leaders. It doesn't have to stop in us and we have to continue pouring it out to other people who are going to benefit from these things, you know, from these thoughts, from this wisdom. And I'm really not into, I mean, I'm really not a good public speaker. I'm really not good into, you know, being up on stage because I get awkward at times. And even when I'm teaching, there's this, you know, when you begin the class, there's this little awkwardness and I sometimes get worried or I get fearful of what students would think about me but I thought of myself how am I going to help pour out God's wisdom especially during this pandemic this pandemic had us doing this distancing sometimes isolating ourselves but I'm really grateful to God that he led me to this podcast and also my blog because uh, he gave me this platform to really speak up I can speak out all of my thoughts, all of my learnings, and even just be vulnerable and share my stories. So this is my way of sharing my wisdom. So, yeah. My second life word is reflect. You know, I always love to reflect. So letter R is reflect. I always take joy in reflecting. And I take this on a higher ground to constantly remind me that I do need to reflect every now and then on every little thing from the things that I do and in every decision that I have to make. Because I don't want to to decide to make a decision to perform an act without thinking it first, without having to know what benefits that it would lead to or what good it has. And it also leads me to prioritize God first before moving and before deciding. It makes me go deep with myself and to check every angle of my life. It helps me to assess as to what is best, what is the best version of myself, if there are things that need improving, or if there are things that I need to accomplish or to gain. So do you even ask yourself this question, where do I want to go? Or where is your direction in life? So these kind of questions actually connected to my third life word, which is letter A, aspiring. My overachiever self likes this, you know, by frequently reminding myself to keep on aspiring, to become the best version of myself, to do what I can contribute to the world I am in and to the people that I am with. To aspire on how to transform myself more into the kind of woman God intended me to be. Because when you know that God is aspiring you to grow, you know, parang you get to be excited to be that person and you try to grow yourself and 
to enhance yourself to becoming that person. Diba? It's so exciting. And then my last life word is prayer. It is by putting God first in my life. Making God the center of my life. Because when it comes to prayer, it's not just demanding things to God, but it's soaking in His presence, you know, trying to worship Him in different ways. You know, you can worship God through singing, through songs, through writing, through your work, through prayer. And prayer time or quiet time actually is not limited to just us continually talking. Sometimes we have to stop and just be silent in front of God and listen to Him. It's then we get to really connect with Him. So this life word actually reminds me every time that I need to let God lead my life. And the way I can connect to Him is through prayer. And it's when you get to be vulnerable, you know, have your quiet time with Him, worship Him, and just be faith-driven and soaked with the Word of God. So, you know, overall, having these four life words actually helped me as I do my daily missions in life. You know, make it or break it post. What does this really contain? Or what do I really want to put out there? I drove all of this thinking, all of this generalizations, just to check how life in general can make you or break you. I had my share of messes and pains, and it's just a matter of time where I had to stand up from having to live out this jagging life to a life of confidence because I know God had been preparing me to win this battle with Him. It is no longer a matter of circumstances and conflicts of life, but it is about God bringing us to our victory. It is about how we should not drag our life on earth, but to fully live out our purpose, to really live out the things God has placed in front of us, whether it would break us or make us, to embrace all the learnings and wisdom from life's messes. By learning to accept that everything has its purpose, all pain and struggles are there for a reason. If there were no messes, there would be no living. If there were no messes, there would be no progress, and there would be no moving forward. Things that actually break us are the building blocks to our better selves. It is by how we perceive challenges as a part of what is shaping us as a person. Every part of your past up to the future are all part of the ingredients of your life. And thus, your life should not echo the problems and issues you have. When people look at you, they should not feel the weight of the problems that you are carrying but you have to make it a point you have to make it a priority that the presence of god the presence of jesus in your life must shine out you know it should be evident from your life it should be obvious it should make people wonder why is this person like this oh it's possible because she or he has jesus You become the sum of what you choose to let yourself be wrapped with, to which voices you let yourself soak in, and the kind of people you choose to surround yourself with. So there is really this importance to who 
you are surrounding yourself with, to the people you spend the most of your time with. Just to sum this up, if you are on the same wavelength to where I was, I would really recommend you to start reflecting and to continue reflecting. You know, assess where you are in life. What are the things that excites you? What is your life purpose? What are the necessary steps you need to make? What are the necessary things that you need to change? It is by all of that that you get to have a glimpse of life's make-it-or-break-it situations and how you will be able to handle them. For me, I just go back to my life words to remind me of my values and priorities. And if you ask me if I finally know what my life purpose is, I guess I would have to say to live out my life for God and have Him lead me. To have Him as my number one priority. Because I know everything else will just follow. For it says in Matthew 6 verse 33, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So that's it for the Make It or Break It podcast episode. And thank you for listening and I hope you learned a thing or two. If you have time, feel free to read my blog posts available at Wixsite.com. Bye!